Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a round of the week complete. A very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Dynamite tonight. Oh, Canada. Canada. I can only remember the Shawn Michaels version after yeah, that, so yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, very excited about tonight's show. I am. I'm trying not to overstate things. I talk a lot about the trifecta. If you haven't heard me talk about it, it is. Episodic TV should feature three of the following to a high level for me to really rave about it. Understand they can do like a Quake by the Lake or a Patrick's Day Slam or a Beach Break where they are ostensibly sort of mini pay-per-views on TV. That's all well and good, sometimes great. But true episodic TV, the thing that makes me interested in watching it, the thing that makes me want to watch it again next week is a trifecta of matches, angles, promos. There's a match and an angle scheduled for tonight's show that could go in the books as an all-timer. Mm. This, if there's an unbelievable promo, the two things I want to hit hit, and the rest of the card is of a high standard, oh, oh my God, <laughs> this could be an incredible two hours of TV. Yes, there is uh, well, a couple, well, three technically championship matches, I suppose, um, and one of the which I hate myself for willing a certain result, yeah. and that's going to factor into it. But we'll get into that in due course. We'll start, though, Sige, with the triple threat trio's title tussle. Die. That is, full disclosure, congratulations, you played yourself. I asked Sige for a word that means match. It begins with a T earlier, and you're like, oh, I don't know, tussle, why? Oh, you'll see. Oh, you'll see. <laughs> uh, is, of course, the Hedge Black versus the Elite versus the JAS, of course, in... Winnipeg. Look, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get too up a height, right? Mm. But if you look at the location, obviously this is the home of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. The location, the unbelievable level of talent involved, the high-octane, dizzying, convoluted, stipulation, like form, mm-hmm. 
if this reaches its ceiling, it could be one of the loudest and most exhilarating matches in the history of professional wrestling on television. Yeah. Think about Elite versus House of Black. If that was in Manitoba, the home of Kenny Omega, these fans going absolutely ballistic, that would have raised an already near match of the year candidate in any other year except for Omega and Osprey and MGF and Danielson. And we're going to get Jericho being that over. Jericho as well, who is absolutely sensational at putting tag team matches together, as I often repeat on this podcast, Guevara doing Guevara things. Daniel Garcia is amazing as a wrestler as well. He can add a different dimension to this. Um, Daddy Magic and Cutler interacting. <laughs> like this could be an absolutely molten hot festival of so much different, brilliant professional wrestling. Brody King monstering people. Daddy Magic and Brandon Cutler doing silly interactions. Well, you know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Cold spray. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So you got Hoss, MMA-influenced action between Malachi Black and Kenny Omega, who will be looking, I might add, to improve upon their unbelievable sequence at Revolution. The Young Bucks in a match like this. It should be a minimum four-star. Yeah. Um, like This should be absolutely incredible. I Jake Hager putting some corks on his hat trying to appeal to Buddy Matthews. Yes. Yes. Like this the best version of this match could be indescribably great. It's at the very least going to be so hot and loud. Yeah. And it's at the very least going to be excellent. Yeah. So the very best version of this is going to be amazing. I have one concern. Just to go over who's going to uh win or who I think will win. I think the House of Black retains. It's the first defense. Yes. Um, like, Garcia could do a job here. It um, sets in motion something. Like, Chris Jericho go, could say something like, oh, I'm not bothered about the trios titles. I want the tag titles. Like, it's a character yeah. bit. Yeah. And then that can work towards Jericho and Guevara versus the Acclaimed, which we've talked about. And, in fact, it's been teased on mm -hmm. television so far um, on the back of Dynamite and Rampage. Um, and the Elite not winning furthers my agenda of the Hung Bucks, Hangman Page and the Young Bucks, which is their trio's name, which mm -hmm. is fantastic, right. against a dramatic dream team, pun uh, intended, of Kenny Omega, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Kota Ibushi, who, of course... All made their name in DDT. Oh, my God. Of course. So I'm just banging to all of this. My concern is that, I've talked about this before, if you're working a pretty intricate technical professional wrestling match or a classic North American style um, morality play match, good versus evil, you can more than get away with, in the middle, doing stuff that isn't too exciting during the adverts. Um, say if it was Danielson and um, Zach Sabre Jr. on TV, that would be a perfect TV match because you're not giving away all of your best stuff. Like, they could do the most intricate stuff imaginable during a commercial break, but it doesn't really affect your excitement of it or the flow of the match. I think this is a four-match card, 
if anything's going to get announced, I think it'll be literally one more match. I think they want to go 20, 25 minutes for yeah. this. If it goes Main event, obviously. Aye. If it goes through two adverts, it could really kill the momentum. Momentum is all important in a match like this. You want people to lose their minds and not even think about anything for the next 15, 18 minutes of the match. This was a problem, not according to, you know, to some critics, but for me anyway, it was a problem when the um, the trio's titles were first launched before the cursed period between All Out and Full Gear. When they did the tournament, there were f- more than one tournament match that happened on Dynamite where it was like, ah, oh, you're going 20 to 25 here, or 20, and it's going through two adverts, mm. and just as it was getting hot, you're like, ah, oh, it was just so deflating. So I do worry about that sense of being deflated, but even so, even if it's flawed, and even if it's compromised by the necessary trappings of TV, this would be a failure if it isn't excellent, and think about that. Yeah, I'm not going to dwell on this, because we're in a good mood, and I'm not going to try and bring the mood down. But this is what annoys me when people say, oh, bloody hell, Wilborn and Hamlet and Sidgwick, and they're no longer on TK's payroll, and they're just hating on AW. We are giddy with excitement for this, for this match. I cannot wait. And, and shock horror, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, because I'm the same guy who sat here for the last few weeks and went, for God's sake, get Chris Jericho off television for a few months. He's one of the key players in yeah. this match. And I'm fantasy booking spots and what have you. I agree. I think Garcia's the one who takes the pin. Maybe Guevara ducks or pushes Garcia in the way because that's going to be the whole... You're meant to be my mentor and you yeah. haven't really helped me or done anything. I'm the one helping you win matches yeah. and you're just doing this and I've got this. The only... Sp- I'm, I'm not going to try and predict too many spots in this because, well, A, they're usually physically impossible and B... I'm going to trust the guys in this match that they can probably do better than than what I could come up with. The only spot I've actually thought of is actually sort of WWE influence, but don't don't jump Jesus, st- straight down my throat because the role Chris Jericho is going to try and play here is we're all we're all great wrestlers, despite the fact he's let's be honest not going to be he's going to be a step behind. Yep, everyone else in this match, but the only spot I want to see um, is. Let's say uh, one of the young books is in there with Buddy Matthews and Sammy Guevara, right? And Buddy Matthews nails one of the young books with a a kick or something. Uh, It looks like he's knocked him out, basically. And Sammy Guevara's just crawled over to the corner because he's been hit with the same thing or whatever. I want Jericho to tag in, do the classic hoying out... uh, the person who's hit the big move, hoy Buddy Matthews out the ring and do the cocky pin, flex pose over one of the young books or Kenny, to be perfectly honest. And then I want Brody King to rise up behind him. Oh, I want to see. This isn't even including Kenny's stuff. Malachi Black tries to do the black mass on Jericho, Judas effect, and then a save at 2.999. <sighs> one thing as well we should point out is that This is an incredibly ambitious undertaking. If one spot is missed, if one save is missed, if one link of the chain of this really hard-to-memorize thing is missing, it could have this, like, awful domino effect and everything could fall apart. Um, 
So that is another flaw here, but that just adds to the excitement for me. A spot that I think we're going to get one way or another, uh, obviously considering what we got when you had a split second of Malachi Black and Kenny Omega in the ring at Revolution. Uh, uh, Kenny Omega and Malachi Black are doing ridiculous, like you say, if you don't time this right, someone's going to get their head taken yeah. off spots. I'd quite like Kenny Omega, uh, sorry, Malachi Black sit down, Kenny Omega sit down, and Chris Jericho be like, I'm going to be a part of this as well. Like, I'm going to sit down. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all sitting down, guys. I think we're kind of the last guys to sit down in the <laughs> ring at the same time. <laughs> yeah, can't wait, but I agree. I think the House of Black obviously, obviously retain here. Um, but never mind title matches. We'll get back to them. Tonight is a celebration. Oh, my Michael God. Uh, a rebar mitzvah is the terminology they've used for MJF, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Maxwell, Happy obviously. Happy birthday. Already um, called him. Uh, he's, he's probably, time difference, probably asleep because he didn't pick it up. But What you know. did he get him? Uh, he's your best friend. Yeah. It's, I don't want to say just in case he's listening. But, okay. Uh, uh, Max, if you are listening, press... Uh, mute for the next five seconds. What did you get him? Uh, uh, you told me it was some really expensive liquor. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. Um, if you knew anything about Maxwell Jacob Friedman, you would know that his favorite alcoholic beverage is like pickle vodka. It's a, it's a margarita, just like me, in fact. So you got him some really high end uh, tequila. I bought some pickles. Guy loves pickles. So, <laughs> anyway, this is going to be insane. If 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 the original Barbets was anything to go by. Those pictures. <laughs> this is not going to be as good as those pictures. It no. can't be. It can't be. No. A 13-year-old Maxwell Jacob Friedman going, hey. He sees that arms in the picture. So, I'm going to get them up again so I can just really enjoy them. A, uh, to use Taz's word, a plethora mm. of uber-norked strippers. Was your 13th compared to this? Because mine wasn't like this, I've got to be honest. Oh, dude. My 13th birthday is a pretty grim story. Oh. Do you want to hear it? Do I? I don't know now. Well, think about MGF's bar mitzvah. I've got the pictures up here. Look. <laughs> Look at him there. Posing on his bloody Maximania. There's the one. It's that one you're on about, wasn't it? Yeah, so he's got his hands. He's like, hey. And there's like... <laughs> And there's like four, um, you know, women <laughs> surrounding him, right? And the one in the red bikini top, right? Mm -hmm. She's got like um, a legs that look like the mid thrust. Yeah. She looks like she's dry humming midair. And her face. It's your, it, the, the face you sort of make when you do the just bleed noise. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, my 13th birthday, um, I was having a bad time at school, so I just wanted to enjoy a day, especially my birthday. So I uh, took it off school, got an asked for an inflatable chair from the gadget shop. Oh, I loved them back in there. I never got one of them. Got an inflatable chair from the gadget shop and just played a bunch of uh, chipped PS1 games. Yes. So I got my dad to go and see the dodgy fisherman who did it. My mate's... Friend who'd come on. I've got your LMA manager 2001. Ah, oh, thanks. So that was my 13th birthday. 14th was my chap, yeah. Jeez. What's as good as his? No. I don't know if I had a birthday like that. 
Uh, like, he is, what can they do to I top sh- those pictures? Is someone going to crash it? Is that too WWE, or? Well, first of all, it's a character choice. This is fantastic. How could you not be on top of the world having just beaten the man considered to be the very best in-ring professional wrestler of all time in 67 minutes when this guy, who was the best of all time, not named Kenny Omega for me, Mm. can go longer, better than anyone. So he's on top of the world. He's going to have an eaten grin all over his face. I don't know how they can make it as good as those pictures. I just know that it's going to be fantastic. Think about this, right? First, we'll do the interruption first before I tell you why I think it's going to be as special as advertised. If it gets interrupted, right, the the only danger of doing this is that it's so entertaining, is that it's so funny that people just love MGF again. Yes. I'm not saying that he can't get his heat, because he always has done that. When people told him he couldn't, he did this. But if it's as entertaining as we think, he might struggle for a few weeks. If it's so funny and the pictures indicate that it will be, if someone like Jungle Boy comes out and says, I've been saying for a while now, I want to go for gold. I'm talking about your belt. People are just going to go, get out of the way, this is really funny. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm interested in how they handle this. Because it could be Jungle Boy, it could be Darby Allen's called a shot for tonight as well. So there's all that to worry about. But in terms of not worrying... What's so great about this is I think he's had this plan for quite some time. If you're the MGF character, right, and you are the guy who can happily go an hour, he was talking about his sexual stamina. Oh, right. If you are the guy who pins shoulders on the mats and bangs rats, and, you know, you're the... Like, basically, you're like the modern-day incarnation of one of these mad shagger heels... Mm from the 80s and stuff, you would have, if you were a lesser talented MGF, have put that picture on Twitter like a million years ago. Just thought, I was doing this since I was 13 years old. Got a pop, got the likes, because those images are fantastically mm. funny. And yet he hasn't. You might have had something like this in mind of, if I ever win a world title, I'm, that's when I'm dropping this to celebrate. So it just, if you had that picture, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Restraint, that's one of the best things that's about a, yeah, that's one of the MJF. Best that's yeah, the thing. Absolutely. You know. He I, makes um, you wait for the good things because he's an incredibly gifted storyteller. I also like the idea tonight of, and I, you know, if, if they don't want to use this, then obviously it's a, it's a genuine personal thing. But then when has Maxwell ever gone, no, let's not do that. But I do like the idea of him having a party and being like that mate that we've all had who's broken up with his missus. And he's like, I'm fine. I've, I've, if anything, I'm better off now. I can just do what I like, and I can go. I'm with all these women. Look, I got, I got plenty more fish in the sea. Smash cut to crying at the wedding singer because he forgot what love is, and he was just brutally reminded. That's that didn't happen to me. That did not happen to me once upon a time. But um, I did. Cry, I cried at the wedding singer once. Good, good film. <laughs> um, but yeah, you are right. The way that they they have to try and balance this. And I, I don't know how you do it because all, all I've got is WWE brain of like, who jumps out of the cake or the present or whatever? Or who comes down in a devil mask and is suddenly revealed to be Sting? Oh, wait a second. That might actually work. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be tits, yeah. Um, uh, 
I'm not going to try even attempt it. Yeah, I'd say I'm not fantasy booking this. I'm not doing it. We'll, we'll save this all for the review tomorrow. Um, something that I didn't like in the moment, but I am hands up intrigued by for tonight is the debut of QTV. Of course, Powerhouse Hobbs now TNT champion and his alignment with QT Marshall was divisive, let's say, on last week's Dynamite. But Is that the word for everyone hates this? <laughs> yeah, that's the politically politically ambiguous word of, of, of what we've Diplomatic. It. Yes. Um, but now they've seemingly gone, we're going to tell you what happened with Wardlow's. Hang on, wait a second. What am I doing here? Very unprofessional of me. They're going to say whatever the opposite of this is to Wardlow. <laughs> he wasn't my car. It, it was your it car. It was your car. Uh, look, wow. The crash pad. If they did this awesome stunt where it looked like oh, holy sh- Wardlow's dead, mm. oh, Wardlow, oh my God, is he okay? That mm-hmm. was horrible. Yeah. Would that have worked? Or was it a combination of the fact that RQT getting on telly, is it? Um, With all that we know, as you said. Yeah, all I'm saying is that the idea behind the angle, which appears to be staging a car break-in, having Wardlow tweet it, mentioning it in passing, subtly by wrestling on TV standards, for it to be revealed that this has all happened as a result of QTs. That's a great angle. Yeah. That is so inspired. That's a new way of telling a story that isn't just, I'm going to kick your ass. I love any kind of story beat in an angle that just impresses me, that just is outside of the box, that explains things, that hooks you into, de- into a development. Anyway, it's relatable as well. Aye. We had something big going on, and then you were like, sorry, boys, my house has been burgled. I'd be like, you know what? Your head's not going to be in the right yeah, place yeah, for this, yeah. mate. Take a few days. But so I think he would have defended TNT Championship against probably the biggest threat he's ever faced. It's a great idea for an angle. And maybe um, QT Marshall's Twitter conduct <laughs> is coming from a defensive place of, you morons, wait till you see what the plans are with mm-hmm. me and Hobbs because it's going to be awesome or something like that. I don't know. I am willing to let it play out because yeah. the, the break-in, the car angle was inspired, so clever, um, and the first bit of that match where they were hoying stuff and they had the yeah. car that, yeah. I'm willing to let it play out. Um, I think it's fair. I think that the execution of the reveal was abysmal. There is the nepotism factor. And that, for me, is sort of clashing with how good the actual idea was. So my mind's not made up, and I will let the episodic TV make my mind up. I'm low on it for now, but we shall see. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Another intriguing hook for tonight's show, Sige, is Jade Cargill's Canadian Open Challenge for her TBS Championship. Basically, because she's pretty much beating everyone she can uh, on the AW roster right now. Um, loads of speculation doing the rounds on this. I think the most obvious names leaping out of this, Andy um, was uh, was really good at reeling off a whole host of them on the news just the other day. Um, Nicole Matthews, Gail Kim, who's a name I hadn't considered, and Tyre Valkyrie, I suppose, are the big three that we're thinking of. Yeah, those are the three that came to my mind, certainly. It's Tyre Valkyrie because she's denied it. <laughs> yeah. In late 2019, rumors surfaced online that Edge had been cleared to compete and his return was imminent. Edge on Twitter said, still not, still not. Is it to say, still not cleared and I'm still not about to return. Then he returned like a month later at the Royal Rumble 2020. There's been numerous examples of this. One that popped into my head was when um, Albert slash Lord Tensai was heavily rumoured to be leaving New Japan and heading back to WWE. He's like, no, I'm not. A few months later. I understand, right, where, at least in Tensai's case, I think if you asked to say no, you don't want to spoil the surprise. I'm not an idiot, but I'm fairly certain Edge volunteered that out of nowhere. Like if it was on Twitter, and if it was on Twitter and someone saw a question, and our Edge hasn't answered it, his silence speaks volumes. Well, it's bollocks because I'm assuming I see hundreds, if not thousands, of res- uh, questions asked of a wrestler every single week that we never see because they're just in like the vast, endless reaches of Twitter. So there's no. Ty Valkyrie was asked point blank. In an interview with, I believe, WrestleZone, are you going to be there? And she's like, no, I'm going to be in my home in California. And the cynical part of my brain went, well, you're a wrestler and you're working in your line, then it's going to be you. So I think it will be Taya Valkyrie, um, with the idea being that she would be a good, she's not that great a wrestler, if I'm being brutally honest. Some of her character work has been very amusing. Um, she can certainly talk. She was quite entertaining, um, if you remember when she rocked up in NXT before she got in the ring. With the idea being that she would very much fit in the mold of the outcasts in that she could turn up on Dynamite, maybe even get a head kicked off within, like, seconds. And that's mm. a shock. Like, uh, Jade Cargill has just defeated this, like, you know, pretty sizable name within seconds. She can have a hissy fit. She can claim she wasn't ready. She can claim that she was not given a fair chance of going up the ranks in AEW. And, oh, God, what is this Bush League organization with a star who looks like me, mm. i.e. in the WWE mold? And then she can join the outcasts. And the idea of her and that character 
being in blood and guts, if it's going that way, would be a really nice sort of, mm -hmm. what are you doing here sort of deal. <laughs> um, fish Might out be of thought water. to wear white for this. Yeah. Um, so that's one route they can go. Nicole Matthews is um, like legendary cult shimmer alumni who plays a fantastic physical bully heel, but she can also do other things. Um, hence why she probably wouldn't be playing heel against Jade. But um, she is available for American bookings. In 2018, she had a bit of a snafu, shall we say, with border control where she was on some, she was on the wrong visa. Mm -hmm. She got yeah. banned basically for five years. But if AEW are going to debut her, and she would be able to play the veteran hand role that they've tried to get other people to work, not naming names, and it just didn't. Yes. Um, and the best way to launch that is a Canadian audience that might be very familiar with her, then people watching stateside can infer that she's a star, take her seriously, and then she can be a fixture of this women's division going forward because it would be immeasurably better with her involved. That's my preferred option, following the more realistic, I think, Valkyrie option. Option C, you know, wordplay not intended because people who do that are dicks, given that it's an impact wrestler or someone really synonymous with and I think works behind the scenes of, Gail Kim. Love Gail Kim. I do think that if she was going to come out of retirement, it would be for impact out of, like, loyalty. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's a remote possibility, but a fabulous one because... We love Gail Kim, mm -hmm. Wilborn. We think she's fantastic. Um, just a really good egg as well. Mm. Any uh, chance it could be Renee Packer after the tease last week? She's not a trained professional wrestler. Eh? Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, let's stick by talking about the outcasts. Um, we're going to hear from them tonight. Um, two women's segments here. So I sense we're not going to hear from them for very long. No. <laughs> because, I mean, if you watch the show. Yeah. Um, is this going to be them being called out by, or, you know, interrupted or, or confronted by the likes of Hater and Baker and what have you, or? Um, I think they should hold off on that for a while. It was getting very repetitive and thus redundant. So, um, I don't know. Just, it was very good work, I think, from Ruby Soho last night. I always say it's a good and a bad version of everything. That was a good hate-all-you-people promo. There is such a thing other than the invisible camera. Um, so, I, I just think if we get Soraya and Tony Storm to articulate their motivations and their voice and just take this far <laughs> further away, <laughs> whatever, uh, Jim Rosser, as far away as it can possibly get from the where standing up for WWE without not eliminating it entirely. And I think two more promos from Storm and Surrey can accomplish that, and then we can really start to cook in the weeks to come. Unless, in the interim, you do the Willow Nightingale match, I suppose, because she... Did she make the save last week for Sky Blue, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, got... Uh, Ruby versus Willow could be good. So, if that could set that up, who knows, for, for Rampage or whatever. Uh, I've just realised, by the way... It's time to play the game! We're not playing the game. No, yeah, we're not playing it uh, this week because 
<laughs> Why do you press the button? Well, because I thought people would be wondering otherwise. It's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, well, Hamflick's not in. So. Hamflick's not here. Uh, and we know how we do this on Ladies' Night. It has to be fair. Yeah, exactly. It has to be fair. You know, if if Hamflick's not here, obviously that's not fair. And if Sidgwick's not here, we're gonna do it anyway. And say like three hours or something. <laughs> I need to get a point on the fucking board, Sidge. I haven't got any yet. But anyway, we're not playing it this week. Um, but where do you think that, just vaguely, where would you say? First hour, first half of the show, second hour, the open challenge. Because you have to kind of, it's not just the, uh, you and you have a match about an hour and a half into the show before we get to the main event. The main event's, probably, like you say, going to hopefully be given a lot of time, but you don't want to mess think it up the, by um, having the people react to this and then, Overdo it, sort of thing. The rebar mitzvah, I think, will be top of the hour stuff. Yes. And this will go about one hour 15 if the three way trios match is headlining. But they could go with Jarrett and Orange. Orange is a strong TV mm. draw, with the idea being that like, you want to get those entrances as well. All three amazing entrances for that trios match. Maybe they just think, let's get this on first so that. It's imperative that we don't lose any of the time. Yeah. Or do you absolutely blow the lo- the blow the load of that crowd to get Jericho and Omega from Winnipeg in this just unbelievable match? Does the rest of the show suffer as a result? Mm. Yeah, I think bang up for this freaking dynamite tonight. Yeah, let there's me tell a lot you. of stuff like you say. They've not just oh that'll be fine. It's like oh that's a big thing to open the show. Like you say, you, you normally we'd sit here and go show opener. Start of the second hour, main event. There's your big three. There's too many things to go in those yeah. spots. So I don't know where on earth they put this. I think they'll I think they'll probably put it maybe even in the first hour just to separate the the hometown paps. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not laying out this show, if I'm perfectly honest. Um let's talk about some of the other matches scheduled for it though. Um Hangman Page and the Dark Order, uh, a return for the brilliant Stu Grayson here against Blackpool Combat Club, the week after, of understandable why I'm not taking the piss here, the week after, Hangman Page was like, oh, finally done with John Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is that uh, how time moves forward so quickly that you can very much understand the cliche of, you know, if I live this long, you're going to be like 82 years old in poor health and think, where, the, where did that go? Yeah. Like, where did that go? I remember vividly, my first kind of feeling watching AEW on episodic TV because I loved the launch of Dynamite in that week bef- in that period before Full Gear 2019 was just such a great time for me as a fan. My distinct feeling watching it all before I was like analyzing it um, at work was, my God, I'm going to feel so nostalgic for this one day already. I can tell this is going to stir within me deep nostalgia. For a long old time. That's how special I find yeah. this and how much fun I'm having with it. And with Stu Grayson coming back, like that nostalgia's happening. And it's how's that happened? Where's these four years gone? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. So it is gonna be a bit weird for me watching it, almost surreal to feel that nostalgic feeling. Cause I think this will be over in the arena. Hot market, the Canadians are mental, they're up for it. Um I hope it's the first of many appearances for Stu Grayson, because I think it's absolutely unbelievable. This propulsive athlete. Me and Hamlet were talking about um, Grayson on the news um, on Friday, I think it was. 
where I don't think he was ever as good as he was in Super Smash Bros. on AEW TV because, unfortunately for him, he was involved in an act that was just DOA mm -hmm. when it was elevated by Mr. Brody Lee and his brilliance. It was during the pandemic, and then you got one sort of shot at showing you the full brilliance of Stu Grayson, and I don't think they ever did. Um and he just decided to leave because he wasn't happy. Fair play for backing himself as he well. He backed himself. Um, I think he... The thing about backing himself is that you're kind of damned if you do or damned if you don't if you leave AEW because there's the, whatever the number three is now in pro wrestling in the States, it's so distant. It's so distant because AEW has so many different selling points that it's impossible for a third biggest promotion to do literally anything that AEW isn't already doing because it's the buffet. So I do, it kind of, if you're going to be a wrestler who doesn't work for WWE, it's AEW or bust. And that's like, it's a bit of a shame that AEW has done that to the industry because it's like a problem and solution. Regardless, this match should be very, very good indeed. Grayson should be very, very over. But what I was getting at is he's so propulsive that if you go on YouTube and type in Young Bucks versus Super Smash Bros and then Smash you will get a match of theirs from, I believe, like 2015, maybe 2014, from Smash Wrestling in Canada. And there's a suicide dive from Stu Grayson in this unbelievable match, the twists and turns of which, even by the standards of a Young Bucks match, are unbelievable, where Stu Grayson does a suicide dive out of the ring, and it looks like he's just keeps going. <laughs> because he's so fast, he just goes out of frame. And... It doesn't pull back for ages. It's a really good production choice. He's amazing. I'm really happy to see him. I think this match will spotlight some of his best stuff. Him and Claudio together. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's got double oh my God potential. Really? Yeah, they could do some fantastic things. I think this is going to be a real, real sleeper of a match, this. What do you think the result is? I think the BCC pin one of Uno or Grayson yeah. in a very violent way. <laughs> Where do you go after Texas death? I mean, uh, lights out. My brain went exploding, but what a death match! And then it immediately went, "No, thank you." Oh my god! They need to do it again to like correct. Kind of to get the best possible version of it, it has to be outdoors. Um, they're not going to do it on telly. Could they do it? Do it at double or nothing? Um. Could they launch a Saturday show? I don't know. Oh, no, I want it now. I want them to do one. Get Anita's guys. They're well experienced when, in this yeah, When they suggested it, you were... We had an entire podcast where I you, I'd just let you talk, and you just talk, talk through every spot, every... You know, so there's, not, there's, there's not a hatred for the match type. And the match itself... It's great. I think if I go back and watch it now, I'm going to appreciate it more. It's just my memory. It's just burned the yeah. conclusion, obviously. Honestly, the it. idea of Kenny Omega doing one of those was the most excited I've been potentially in all of AEW history mm. because he's so smart at laying something out. Oh, God, I was so buzzed. I was so buzzed about that. Uh, yeah, BCC to win the to legitimize this heel run. Someone's getting bl really bloodied up in this match, I feel. John Moxley's in it. <laughs> I was, yeah, thinking more the other side, but, I mean, that's a given. Yeah. 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 Uh, finally, um, I've no doubt, I think, I, I, I mean, he's not here, but we can all assume what he would say about this. It is the uh, leveling up of the All-Atlantic Championship, now the AW International Championship, uh, and the inaugural bout for this 
is a guy who's held it for ages, but who's got a bit of a bum knee, Orange Cassidy versus the chosen one, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Is this the top? Is Jeff Jarrett going to be international champion by I this time so. tomorrow? I agree. I think so. And, and I think I want us both, to, us both, all three of us want yeah. it to happen. Oh, Hamlet goes without saying. Look, um, I'm not going to go too long on this. Um, if you want my in-depth thoughts on what they should do with the international title, um, scroll back in your feeds. Last week, we did a podcast entitled What AEW Needs to Do with the International Title, where we go really in-depth. The Cliff's Notes version is that it's a two-stage process. One, it's a meta title where Jeff Jarrett can basically say to get real carny meta heat from the people who really are stung and um, still wounded by the Triple J era, where it's like, oh, he's the world title. What a carny politic and bastard. It's all very meta. Maybe even KFA breaking up. Huh? <laughs> um but it's going to be entertaining and very cathartic when he gets stripped of it. And then it can become this title for which the likes of Roosh, Takeshita, Bandido, Commander um, compete as a international title in and of itself, but also a platform and a vehicle, much like the old WCW, Cruiserweight, and WWF intercontinental title until very recently when it was a WWE intercontinental title. It never once meant a damn. This match could be great if Orange Cassidy spends two-thirds of it in a figure four. <laughs> He's so good at selling. The idea of Jarrett winning against Cassidy is a transgression. This is, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. I've got no doubt about that whatsoever. There might be the odd clunky sequence at the start, but the fans will be into it. And when they get to the real meat of it, those finisher teasers, the fact that they've really very elegantly built this leg injury um, in Orange Cassidy. Like, they've done the hard work, and now they're reaping the rewards through, of good booking. It's like a pay-per-view match. Even if it slightly underwhelms in the ring, if you're emotionally invested, it's a massive triumph, and that's exactly what they've accomplished here, I think. Mm, I agree. Boatloads of shenanigans, obviously, with the likes of Best Friends, Danhausen, Satnam, Sanjay, uh, and Jay Lethal. They all... I was going to say they cancel each other out. No one can really cancel out Satnam Singh. Um, but yeah, I think that I think this time tomorrow we'll be talking about international champion Jeff Jarrett. And it's a shame because we've talked about this before, how great Orange Cassidy's reign has been. But I think, yeah, it's it's time. It's time. And <laughs> what a world we live in. Jeff Jarrett, international champion. Really looking forward to tonight's show. Uh, let us know your thoughts on it uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the NXT review is available right now. And myself, Hamlet, and Sidgwick will be back tomorrow to review AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.